Hey, welcome to The Bartender's Perspective. I'm so happy to have you here. Work is done for the day. Pull up a chair, have a seat. I'll pour you a drink, and let's get started. In tonight's podcast, I want to talk about specifically something I've been trying to achieve after so many years of doing like the rest of the world. I want to talk about seeing the world for what it is and not what people perceive it to be. I want to explore the concept to give some different real-world examples from my own travels, some perspectives of the world currently, some scriptural examples of this topic, you know, and give my final thoughts. So it's easy to get caught up in the narratives that surround us. Societal norms, expectations, and the perception through which others view the world. But what if we could take a step back and see the world unfiltered? You know, what lies beneath the surface? Our perceptions often shape our reality, but how accurate are they? Think about the times you've challenged your own beliefs or questioned the status quo. It's in those moments that we begin to see the absolute truth. You know, society has formed this perception of the world in various forms from political ideals, you know, diversity, religion, uh, other, including how other world societies live, you know, the field of social services to encountering people in the service industry, as far as the employees, the guests, you know, and the customers. <clears throat> For many, it can begin within your, within yourself, believe it or not, and how you perceive yourself. How about, I don't think I'm smart enough, and I only have a high school diploma. It's a common example for many that hinder them for looking for something past a fast food job. Or what about if they didn't even finish high school? Well, take a look at David Karp. You know, Karp, he's the founder of Tumblr, a microblogging and social networking platform. He dropped out of high school at the age of 15. I was homeschooled before starting Tumblr at the age of 21. He obviously didn't adhere to this perception and look where he is today. I know I'm an expert and I know everything. <laughs> look at Thomas Edison. You know, despite his numerous accomplishments, his rigid approach and resistance to new ideas led to missed opportunities like the development of alternating current electricity. This is a good one. I'm waiting for the right time is a pretty common statement these days. Uh, just a simple example of this. You know, Think of a person who delayed pursuing their passion for writing. You know, they were waiting for the, quote, I'm doing quote fingers, perfect moment. But as time passed, opportunities to publish and share their work dwindled. And ultimately, they missed out on, a, on potential success because of a perception they had of themselves. I don't have enough experience to advance yet. You know, if you're already holding on to you know, that perception you know, that you aren't qualified enough to try new things or to learn new skills, how are you ever going to get that experience in the first place? You know, when you watch opportunity 
after two, after opportunity pass you by as less qualified candidates get the job because you admitted defeat without even applying. Remember that other skills, such as the willingness to learn, you know, can be just as important as the experience itself. You know, a great example, I think, of perception, and I think in this case, you know, it's for me, it took just a little bit of education. And that was my trip to the Czech Republic many years ago. You know, I like to go into situations like that being prepared, you know, because I'd heard over the years in certain societies, like, you know, like the French are rude or, you know, do's and don'ts, like it's not polite to point in Japan. So I thought I felt it worth researching, you know, the society of the Czech Republic. And I'm glad I did. Because, you know, when we got into that country, I literally heard the word thank you twice the entire time I was there. People bump into you in the street. You know, I saw a woman almost get run over by a car going 50 through the city center. You know, we went looking for a post office so I could mail my father a postcard. And this woman got so mad. I mean, we got outside and she pushed us away from the building. It's, and, you know, the perception in this case, maybe by the American standard, is that, you know, those people were rude. And they were, you know, just outright awful. You know, I even saw a few instances where women were being subservient to the men in their country. But here's the thing, y'all. You know, that's a perception. When I did my research about the country, I learned early on. The Czech Republic, you know, their society, they don't they don't have time for manners, you know, please, thank you, any of those things. You know, they just don't have time for that. They're just a straightforward, very blunt society. You know, unfortunately the that old sexist adage, you know, from my perspective that women only belong in the kitchen, it sadly still applies from what I've seen in the Czech Republic and from the research that I did ahead of time. You know, it still goes back to a professor that told me that it helps to travel the world, see how other societies live. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad in this case, you know, I got to have that experience because it changed, you know, my perspective about what I would have otherwise taken as this perception or preconceived notion that their entire society is just rude and downright awful with no consideration for others. So I'm really glad that I took the time to do my research ahead of time. And my professor was right. It did change my, you know, how I saw the world. So, yeah. <clears throat> I've had a lot of guests who are social workers lately who have shared a lot of horror stories about having to take children from their parents. And one in particular you know, he's in charge of placement for new kids and prospective parents. He came in a few days ago. You know, I didn't even know he was in social work after we talked about, about the world for a little bit. Part of what he told me is what led up to this podcast episode tonight. You know, and I'm giving him a shout out for sharing his story with me as I understood it. 
you know, he was frustrated with his job because when he was interviewing potential parents for child placement, you know, he hands them this thick packet on the prospective child that gives information about the child and, you know, the things that they have done. And he told me that a lot of parents will read the information about the child and what they have done and just decline you know, right then and there. His frustration is this perception that these parents have about what they read about these children. They're so quick to have these preconceived notions about what they read about these children. They're so quick to have this preconceived notion about what these children have done that they don't take the time to see them for who they are and ask themselves, why is that child that way? They don't want to understand what that child went through and where they came from, that they ended up that way. They might have come from multiple foster homes, been passed around like garbage, when all they ever wanted to do was to be loved and understood. It broke my heart to hear what he had to say. You know, this, this story, you know, one piece that's paramount to tonight's episode. This is just one example of what can happen when someone forms these perceptions about someone without putting aside, you know, those notions aside and to see what really is. Has anyone been in this situation? You know, can you relate to the situation? You know, were the prospective parents wrong to have some been so quick to dismiss these kids? I'll leave it up to you to decide. So in the service industry, perceptions and preconceived notions, they do run rampant in my profession. You know, from our side, I hear the complaints about everything from getting a one top to uh, they only want waters and nothing else. You know, we want to want to pad those checks. You know, all of my coworkers, you know, they want to make money, and I deeply respect that. I I do, as far as being, you know, we need to make a living. <sighs> I am genuinely curious about everyone that walks through our doors. You know, I sigh because it's just something I think about. I had to do that dramatic pause. While I'm interested in what people want to eat and drink, I really do want to know how people are doing. I'm not perfect and I'm flawed as well, but I work to leave out my preconceived notions about the person or persons and try to see them for who they really are. It helps me to connect with that person on a more personable level you know, and provide them better service. Thus, you know, of course helping me out because I need to make a living. Sometimes I take too long. You know, I, I do run my mouth, y'all. I'm totally guilty of that. And it's gotten me in trouble a few times as I've uh, lose sight temporarily of the other job, other duties that need my attention. <laughs> but my point, you know, is try applying this topic in your everyday life. You know, whether it's in the service industry you know, or whatever other profession that you're in where you work with the public. Ask yourself, what can you learn or take away from this? <clears throat> I was really hesitant to do this one, <clears throat> but in the world of politics, we hear various things in terms of Democrats, Republicans, independents, you know, etc. You know, I hear it at the bar all the time in everyday life. Politics, you know, in and of itself, has got its own narrative. But the focus here lies with how one side sees the other. 
I have seen time and time again, people get into arguments and even fights when one person meets another person who has a different political view. YouTube and social networking as a whole have reported on people getting to the point of gunning someone down in the street purely because they are either Democratic or Republican for no other reason than they simply have different points of views. Why do these acts of violence occur over simply having a different political view? What perception did that person have at that time? I will tell you, I'm not much for politics. You never know who you were dealing with these days. So when they come through that door, I'm cautious. People today, for the most part, but not in all cases, not in all cases, you know, make it a point to let you know they are not okay with the decision you make in politics, even when you neither asked nor required their opinion. A dear friend of mine asked me the other day how I felt about a political candidate. My simple answer, I just wanted someone to take care of our country. And I know there's so much more to it. But at the time, I just wanted to keep my answer simple. So as far as how I felt or looked at the individual as a person, I gave my point of view as I wanted to make it clear the distinction. I know many who were deeply passionate and on fire with their political views, and I respect that, you know, and, and that is your right. But the takeaway from this, you know, looking at a perception of someone or something in politics, just for a moment, Remove the politics, you know, just for a second to see what is beyond those perceptions and see what is left without any preconceived notions. What do you see? Ask it to just think about that. That's all. Religious beliefs. You know, this is another tough one. You know, I'm always hesitant to talk about these things because, again, what I'm when I say is not doctrine. You know, I'm not siding or making. You know, trying to prove anything. It's just my perspective, y'all. Um, I myself, I grew up Roman Catholic, you know, but have spoken to many other people who I respect, adhere to different religions, uh, belief systems, you know, and they've helped me grow more as a person over the years, you know, for me to put away my notions and perceptions uh, you know, from my own upbringing and to give other sides a chance you know, to show understanding, to be able to look at things with a clear mind. Your Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism, you know, and on and on and on and on. Scientology even, you know, described as a religion to help people use scientific approaches to self-actualize their full potential. You know, believers reach their full potential when they understand themselves and the true relationship to the physical universe. You know, but it's important to note, each one has their own set of ideals, beliefs, principles, and moral values that shape and define for many. But my question to you, can you remove the worldly perceptions of each one or any preconceived notions and take a moment to see the value of what lies beneath a person, an idea, or principle to see what it actually is. What can you see past a religious belief? What things in your life have you seen through the lens of perception or preconceived notions and religion? 
What might you see as a result of removing your perception to religion? And a lot of people, they shed religion in favor of seeking a higher power greater than themselves, you know, because for a lot of people, you know, it's just, it's a constraint religion. But I leave the question for you to decide for yourselves as a, it's a complicated one, but definitely something to ponder on. So let's take a moment for scripture, as I always do, to see what it had to say about a perception and preconceived notion. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own, in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Proverbs fourteen, twelve. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And lastly, Matthew sixteen. Excuse me, Matthew six twenty six. I was thinking of another scripture. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? One great way to change our perceptions here, at least in scriptural terms, it might not be reality anyways, is to be in the word of God on a daily basis. That can change our human perception to a godly perspective. The word of God has real effectual power while our perceptions do not. Maybe that's why these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Acts 17.11, for those of you who are interested. Their perception was changed forever, and so were their souls, because they began to see the mind of God as revealed in scripture. And the more you're exposed to the Word of God, the more the Word of God changes your perception, and always for the better. So a few key things to think about as we wrap up that you can try when you're out there in the world doing your thing, out there in the jungle. One thing you can use, you know, it's to try just observation. It's stating what you see, which is usually an accurate depiction of an event. Perception is the conclusion you make based on your own biases. This is a perspective you can have when you're distinguishing an event, when you're making an observation, and when you have a perception of a certain event. Oftentimes, this is not given much thought. And operating on our assumptions can be quite dangerous. It could cause conflict, you know, confusion, and worst of all, mistrust. 
So on this topic, you know, that we ventured into tonight, it's crucial to acknowledge that seeing the world for what it is, it takes courage. The courage to question, you know, to challenge, you know, and to break free from the comfort of conformity. It's a journey that I am continuing to aspire to myself. To work towards authenticity and a genuine connection with the world around me beyond perception. Now, I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with perception. There, there's not. I'm merely pointing out to shedding a preconceived notion about someone or something and take the time to see what actually is. Doing so will allow us to unveil you know, the inherent essence of our world. By challenging our perceptions, we open doors to understanding and ultimately a deeper connection with reality as we know it. But if you like my podcast, please feel free to tell at least three people about my podcast if you think they'll get something out of it. This will help me to continue to get my message out there to more people. If you want to support the show and help me continue to grow, please feel free to go to my website and leave me a tip in the digital tip jar. And unless you want another drink, thank you for stopping in. Here's your check. My regular podcast hours are as always every Sunday night at 7 p.m. So you can come back and see me then. Have a great night. Bye.